Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? In an uncertain world, in a chaotic time, justice wears a mask. Batman. Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a theme and as it's Batman's 80th anniversary, I'm covering the Batman movies. So here we have it, Batman Forever. Now, if Batman 89 was a quote dark and gritty gangster movie, uh, Batman Returns was a swipe at corporate greed and how um, greedy Christmas has actually became. Then this must be Batman's funky neon face because everything in this fucking thing has neon lights and or colours. Gone is the dark goth. Gone is Burton. Gone is Keaton. In its place is a bombastic, bright and colourful, over-the-top movie. With Jim Carrey playing Jim Carrey, circa 1990s, just turned up to 11. Tommy Lee Jones doing his best to out-ham Jack Nicholson with a new actor in the suit and a new director in the chair. Here it is, Batman Forever. Sadly, this was the first Batman movie I saw in the cinema. All I remember about this was going to Burger King to get the free Batman glass and being annoyed I got two the bloody same. And one was fucking cracked. Bloody bastard. Also, the video game for this sucked ass Batman Forever for the SNES that's S-N-E-S sucked bat balls I mean Jesus Christ fucking Mortal Kombat wanna be piece of crap but I'm here to review the movie not the bloody byproducts 
Starring Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Chris O'Donnell, Nicole Kidman, Michael Goth and Drew Barrymore, directed by Joel Schumacher. Now the plot, Batman not only has to deal with former DA Two-Face Harvey Dent, but a new criminal genius in Edward Nigma, aka The Riddler. Things look bleak until Batman's psychic <coughs> teenage Dick Grayson, aka Robin, helps stop the criminal duo. However, can the dynamic duo stop their daughter's plans? To steal the IQ from Gotham City's couch potatoes. Will Two-Face see the true face of justice? Can Batman trust his new sidekick? Will Bruce Wayne chase the f- perfect woman? Find out here! God, that was a bad section. Anyway, if it opens up on some bad CGI as the Warner Bros. logo morphs into the Batman sign. In flies the cast names, Superman 4 style, and oh, Gone has the iconic Danny Elfman theme to be replaced by a new one done by Elliot Goldenhall. Although I'm not sure which one's better to be honest, so it's a toss of a coin, much like Harvey. One minute later, after getting blended by the forever part of Batman Forever and HOLY CODPIECE Batman, as we see Batman suit up and arm up as he slowly and awkwardly walks up a small flight of stairs to the new Batmobile raising from the depths of neon hell like a bat out of hell. I mean, this thing is truly hideous with its huge 18-foot thin neon lit ribbed body and horrible light-up bat sign hubcaps. Less than two minutes in and bad taste, uh, sorry, good taste has left the bloody building. Oh dear God. It is only fair I give you the stats of this monstrosity as I did it with the 89 Batmobile. This thing is 25 foot long and 8 foot wide with a top speed of 329 miles an hour. And shit, I just noticed I didn't give you a budget for the this fucking turkey. This thing was a $100 million budget and it pulled in 336 Now, what the fuck was I? Ah yes! Holy my nipples, Batman! Yes, here it is, the other thing this movie is notorious for. No, not the fact that Kerry didn't speak to Tommy Lee Jones. No, not the fact that Warner Brothers had to pay Billy D. Williams out of the Two-Face bloody contract he signed up in 89. Nope. Not the fact that Schumacher didn't like Kilmer, calling him a childish, spoiled brat. Nope. Not the fact Keaton hated Schumacher's vision and refused to wear the cowl, but the nipples and my god, the press that I feel dear with these fucking things. I mean... <sighs> Moving on, here we get a look at the new Batman, played by Val Kilmer. Of a Top Gun, Willow, The Doors, Tombstone, Island Dr. Monroe, The Saint, Alexander and MacGruber. Apparently he hated wearing the suit as it weighed over 40 pounds and he lost 5 pounds in sweat. Gross. Just from doing the first fight scene alone. Jesus, jinkies. Oh, uh, and I'm calling bullshit. In the behind scenes, he claims to be doing all his own stunts. Yeah, fucking bullshit. I don't think so. <clears throat> Off he roars, leaving poor Alfred, once again played by Michael Goff, to worry about Bruce's diet. So, no meant he'll get drive through. Oh, God. That was a shocking be- Burger King ad, BK ad for fucking drive through. Yeah, moving on. On to the set of a Blade Runner. Wait, what's that? It's supposed to be downtown Gotham. Mmm, get in. 
Anyway, the Neon Nightmare that is downtown Gotham, and here we meet Two-Face, a.k.a. Harvey Dent, played by Tommy Lee Jones, pre-comedy roles that is, so he's a, supposed to be a grumpy, moving on, of JFK, Under Siege, The Fugitive Movies, Natural Born Killers, Men in Black Movies, Captain America, First Avenger, check my archives, and Lincoln, as he flips his famous coin to decide the fate of a hapless guard. And note, it took four hours a day to put this makeup on, and he could only eat and drink from one side of his face. This pissed off Tommy Lee Jones so much, he actually ostracised himself from the cast and crew, and hated most of the bloody cast. Here, Jones just laughs, flips his coin, and eats every piece of scenery not nailed down, doing his best to out-ham Nicholson, while wearing hideous two-sided suits. I mean, for fuck's sake... Batman or a bad CGI model swoops down to get the background information from Commissioner Gordon, once again played by Pat Hingo. Also, here is our introduction to cover model. No, wait, sorry, she's supposed to be a criminal psychologist. Dr. Chase Meridian, played by Nicole Kidman, pre-divorce. Of a dead calm, Days of Thunder, Malice to Die For, Practical Magic, Moulin Rouge, the others the Hours, a Bewitched, The Golden Compass, The Paper Boy, and Aquaman. Oh my god, can I say that any more than that sentence? And I swear to god, all she does in this movie is turn dramatic with a camera, with her hair billowing in the wind, or try to hit on Batman. There's nothing to this fucking character. Anyway, up Batman goes to the bank vault to stop Two-Face and save the useless guards. Uh, dear God, why the hell is a bank vault on a fucking top floor of this skyscraper? What is this bloody diehard? Uh, taking on wave after wave of two-faced goons, all wearing matching outfits with two-toned ski masks, carrying neon Tommy guns, because of course it would be, because... reasons? Batman makes short work of them as Two-Face runs off, because... eh? Batman runs into the back vault to rescue the guard, but it's a trap! As a door slams shut and it fills with acids. Now, hold on a second here. You're trying to tell me Two-Face goes through all this elaborate plan to kill the Batman? I mean, why not just shoot him when your goons have him held down? But no, I'm sure it's easier to rig a safe, fill it with boiling acid and lift it clean out of the bloody fucking room using a helicopter. Oh, the stupidity of this movie. Moving on, Batman gets out using the guard's hearing aid and cuts the wires using the handy-dandy bat laser thing he has in his hand, what the fuck that is, and fires one bat grapple which holds the weight of this multi-ton fucking safe which slides back into place handy-dandily. I mean, ugh, stupidity. Oh, by the way, the guard is hanging on the top of the thing for dear life, yet it managed to fit uh, oh, whatever. Oh, dear God. Hold on a second here. Two-Face hasn't even fucking emptied the safe, yet he's pouring in acid. Wouldn't... Oh, I don't know. That eat through the fucking cast of Jodies. And whatever else the fuck's this safe has in it. I mean... Oh, my God. Now, hanging on to the bottom of the helicopter for dear life, a CGI Batman climbs up and in takes on Two-Face, who kills one of his own goons, sticks a bike lock on a helicopter steering wheel, points it towards the not statue of the and bails out, leaving the copter to plough into the landmark as the copter explodes. 
less than 15 minutes in, and I'm done. That sentence made me lose 10 fucking IQ points. Fucking steering on a helicopter then, two-faced fucking logo on a parachute. Never mind the statue of, oh, what the fuck. The fact that Batman dies out of this thing is around by a fire, I'm done. Finished. Fuck this piece of absolute motherfucking helicopter. Motherfucker. Now, where was I? Uh, la 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 la. Did he be to you? Where the fuck was I? On to a shot of CGI Gotham. Gone is the huge Pinewood Studio sets. Gone is any bloody atmosphere. Gone is the realism. Hello, neon everything. And terrible cheap CGI. Uh, on to an introduction to Edward Nigma, aka the Riddler, played by Jim. I'm crazier than a bag of fucking distressed cats. Kerry of Ace Ventura movies, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber movies, Truman Show, Me Myself, Irene, The Grinch, Who Stole Christmas, Number Twenty Three, Kickass Two, and Sonic the Fucking Hedgehog. Because of course he done that crappy ass fucking movie. Ugh. I want to know what the fuck is he on, even as the <coughs> serious scientist, he's off the fucking wall insane. Uh, I mean, note, Schumacher hated working with him because he would change line readings and do bombastic shit every single fucking take. Plus, Tommy Lee Jones hated him and his bloody movies because he thought he was a shitty actor. He's not wrong. Anyway, Nygmar all but humps Bruce Wayne as he's shown him his latest invention, the box, which looks like a blender on a bicycle helmet with shoulder pads straight up a fucking linebacker, which beams TV straight into the brain of someone wearing it, giving them 3D TV. Now, see, I have a 3D TV and they're shit. All it does is give you eye strain and a fucking migraine headache. Uh, Bruce says no to the crazed Nygma, and this sets him off. Oh my god, this movie's awful. Fucking 16 minutes into this piece of shit. Uh, one wee thing here, why does he have a Riddler bobblehead on his desk, plus all the Riddler shit back at his house? I mean, uh, Bruce runs to his office after seeing the bat signal, goes down the bat tube at supersonic speed to the bat cave, because why not? I mean... Uh, this movie is just... Oh, the stupidity! Uh, he's got a tube running from the office to the... Oh my god, this is a movie. Off he drives in the frankly unsafe Batmobile as he struggles to keep it on the ground. I swear to god, watch the scene back. The car is literally bouncing along the bloody road. This thing is unfucking stable It's nothing but a horny chase as she throws herself at Batman. She's has a thing for rubber, don't you know? Try a dildo love east to go off. Batman snipes at her, saying the bat thing isn't a pager, and it's not to be used for booty calls. Also, chicks love the car. She fires back. Would I need a skin tight leather and a whip? So this is the same Batman then. I thought each Batman actor was a different fucking Batman, but no, apparently not. Also, Michelle Pfeiffer was going to come back um, with Keaton and Burton. But she says nope once they build out, so 
she was just forgotten about. Commissioner Gordon shows up to pour cold water on the situation and Batman fucking jumps off the roof and glides away. Also, Kidman only took this role to be ordered to be the first woman to kiss Batman. And I don't have the heart to tell her Catwoman did that and Batman returns and I'm pretty sure Vicky Vale did in Batman 89. Oh, that's bad fucking casting there. Did you even watch the lot of movies, love? I mean... That night in Wayne Enterprises, Nygma is working on the box. As in walks his boss, Stickley, played by Egg, Egg, Ed Burgley Jr. To fire his ass, but Edward knocks him out, using the box on him and boom, Rudimer is born as he sucks the IQ from his boss and then fakes his death. Somehow, I mean, how the f- Gotta say, Kerry's acting here is like he's took 10 Red Bulls, 8 lines of coke, and has a power on his shubby's ass. He is all over the fucking shot. <sighs> on to TV footage of how Harvey Dent became Two-Face as a gangster. Throws acid in his face, burning off half of it. Luckily, Harvey had a new red line paper to protect the other half. And oh, I love the fact that Batman is in full costume in the fucking gallery. I mean... Also, how the fucking hell did that goon manage to get acid into court? I'm lucky if I can take my keys in when I'm on fucking jury duty, for fuck's sake. Oh dear. Uh, note that Kilmer is in the Batman 89 suit here for some fucking reason. I mean, Bruce is called to win enterprises to deal with Edward Nygma, who quits and overacts like his life depends on it. In Bruce's office, Riddler has left a clue. If you look at the numbers on my face, if you want to see 30 any place, a clock. On to Nygma's home, which is where else would he live but at this news puzzle factory, because of course he does. Here he names himself the Riddler, using Frank Gorsham's old outfit. A. A where did he get all this shit from? And B. Why write the, a riddle before he became the Riddler? I mean... This seems all smacks of pre-planning, but he comes on a sperm of the moment. I mean, hmm. That night, he rides his bike to Wayne Manor to leave the clue. Cut to the next morning as Bruce pulls up outside Gotham Police Station, illustrated of bloody Rome, Italy, for his appointment with Dr. Chase. She's kickboxing because 90s. So he kicks down the door thinking she's going to get attacked. And I gotta love the fucking fact here. She's supposed to be working out and sweaty and, and oh, this is so hard, punching this this bag. Oh, Yet there's not a fucking head out of place and not a bead of sweat on her face. She is perfect. Yeah, bullshit, love. <coughs> he hands her the riddle of clues, acting all dumb. And the other clue is, tear one off and scratch its head. Once, which was, uh, again, which was once red is black instead match. And the two flirt uneasily as he points out her ink blot on a wall looks like a bat and she has a Malaysian dream doll for some reason. Yet more uncomfortable flirting and it's on to Gotham Circus and her introduction to Dick Grayson aka Robin the <coughs> teenage sidekick. Boy Wonder, played by Chris O'Donnell of Fried Green Tomatoes, School Ties, The Three Musketeers and NCIS Los Angeles as part of the Flying Grayson's A Trapeze Troop Act. Two-Face takes over the event demanding Batman show up and reveal himself. He plants a bomb as Bruce takes on Two-Face's goons. Dick gets the bomb out, but his family all fall to their deaths after 
Two-Face shoots him. And note, Dick is wearing the classic robber outfit here, except it's full tights and not shorty shorts. And uh, yeah, and Dick is watching us on live TV, loving every second of it, cackling like a witch on bloody Halloween. I mean... Uh, cut to the next day, as Bruce shows Dick Wayne Manor. He also tries to adopt the <coughs> teenage Dick. Let's be kind here and say he's 19. Why the fuck would Bruce want to take him in? He's 19. I'm not going there. Nope, I'm not going to talk about sliding down the back pole. Nope, I won't because I'm better than that. I don't do gay jokes. And by the way, Chris O'Donnell is 25 here and looks every fucking inch of it. Bruce shows Dick his pump. That's gas pump, you dirty-minded. Get your mind out of the fucking gutter. And his garage, plus a motorbike he can fix up. If he can fix it up, he can get to keep it. Uh, if he almost stays at the Wade Mother, says. <clears throat> Cut to Bruce's study and a flashback to his parents getting gunned down. Uh, did it recover us in Batman 80 fucking 9? Cut to the funerals as young Bruce runs into the dark and stormy night with his father's red journal. Bruce then sees the bat signal in the sky, so off he goes to take on Two-Face. His goons try to run him off the road, so Batman floors it in the unstable Batmobile straight into Two-Face as he pulls out a rocket launcher from a high pram and opens fire, which takes out his own goons. And more catch chases later until Batman leads him down a dead end, where he launches the car straight in the air, fires a back grapple hook and drives straight up the fucking building, because eat your fucking heart out Adam West. Two-Face's goons all die in a fire explosions as they plough into the wall below. And just how the hell did Batman get this huge neon nightmare of a car off the fucking roof? Did he use the Bat cargo helicopter? I mean this must be about fucking three Four ton car for fuck's sake. Oh my god, that movie. Cut to Enigma. Come up with a name after some bad computer dress up. Think clueless. He picks the Riddler. Cut to Two Faces Lair. And here we meet Sugar, played by Drew Barrymore, pre screen. And pre comeback, that is queer comeback. And Spikes, played by Debbie Mazar, who was Madonna's backing dancer before this. And Moses Kerry with the box as he shows it off to Two-Face. Then he asks if the two can team up. And note, Riddler's cane here weighed 15 pounds and Kerry broke dozens of them while playing around with the bloody things. Two things here. A. How did Riddler find this hideout? And B. How the fuck does Two-Face have two prototype boxes just in the said hideout? Uh, get in. Oh, by the way, Anna Alex, circa 1980s, wants her hair cut back, Kerry. One toss of a coin later, and Batman's troubles have now doubled. On to a diamond heist, as Two-Face shows Riddler how to punch. Meanwhile, Dick does laundry barefoot in grey joggers, using kickboxing skills for some reason, because... reasons? On TV, Bruce sees news reports of Two-Face and Riddler's heists. Hold on a second here. Why didn't Gordon flash the bat signal? After all, he does a fiddly sweet bloody thing, get not for millions and diamonds stolen. Bullshit. Alfred hands Bruce another riddle. The eight of us move forth not back to protect King from a foe's attack. A pawn. Cut 
two at the bat computer where Bruce is stumped. What is a clock, a match, and a chess pawn have in common? Meanwhile, a dick is trying to break down Bruce's secret door until Alfred chases him, saying it's the family jewels. No comment. Cut to Enigma showing off the box and starting up Nigmatic. And note, Kitty's haircut is the same as Val Kilmer. Cue some ridiculous scenes and using god-awful CGI as people are glued to the screen as their brain moves are sucked out, which is turned into green neon mist because of course it does. Yet no one seems to notice this green mist floating around to one point in the map as the door sits there and sucks in people's IQ. The next day, Dick breaks into the Batcave using the locked door by using parkour skills to sneak behind Alfred. So the jig is up, he knows everything. Also, I love the fact that security system screams intruder alert, intruder alert. Yet up pops the hideous Batmobile and shows the Bat Fault and all its dirty little secrets. Great security system there, Alfred. Cut to another date with Bruce and Dr. Chase as she gives him a dream doll. Calm your ass down, Nancy from fucking Nightmare Street 3. By the way, check my archives. Bruce tells her he's having dreams of his parents' deaths and something about his red journal. She tells him they're repressed memories. God, she's a great psychologist. He then acts all jealous when he discovers she loves Batman. Mm, I fucking love triangle with two people. Fabulous. Just as Bruce was about to bear his soul to her, along with other things, Alfred buzzes Bruce on a Dick Tracy-style watch it tell him Dick stole the car and is out joyriding. Cut to the Batmobile, literally bouncing down the street as Dick is behind the wheel. And note, normally it's a stuntman driving this, however, O'Donnell demanded to drive this himself and crashed it, causing hundreds, sorry, thousands of dollars of damage as he completely destroyed the front front. Um, Bumper thing or fender, what the fuck Americans call the things. Completely destroyed that anyway. Uh, Dick is dissed by some female street gangs and then gives chase to neon punks as they harass some girl. And note, she's Chris O'Donnell's little sister, or sister at least. Dick chases after them and gets his ass kicked until the bat shows up as the old scarper. So wait a minute here. You're telling me hundreds of neon punks run for it when one guy shows up? Yeah, no. I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck if this guy's Batman. There's about a hundred of these people and they didn't even attempt to throw a punch. They just fucking run for it like cockroaches. <sighs> my god. Dick lash out at bats, screaming, It's your fault, they're all dead, you bastard. Back to back cave as Dick tells Bruce he wants revenge on Two-Face, plus he's now his partner, like it or not, and then he goes, runs off and strops like a little brat. The next night, Bruce attends, along with Dr. Chase, Nigma's grand opening of the box 2. Two-Face crashes just as Bruce enters the box's VR sim type thing, and here Nigma learns he's Batman. After Sugar tricks Bruce into entering the box and using a hidden fuse in her top. But moving the fuck on, Two-Face crashes, takes over the party, so Batman smashes through the sunroof and kicks ass. And seriously, what is it with this Bat family and smashing through fucking glass sunroofs? I mean, property damage, this fucking place must be elaborate. I mean, ridiculous. Still, I suppose the um, glass people make a fucking fortune. Dick changes it into his trapeze outfit and says Batman after he's trapped underground in a subway with rubble piled on top of him. 
after he survives a firebomb from the city's gas pipes. This bit is goddamn bloody ridiculous. So, Batman's cape can not only be used as a glider, but it's also a fireproof shield. Okay, like I said, Dick rescues Bats from under the rubble, as back in the back cave, he is super pissed at Robin, calling him reckless and out of control. And how exactly? He saved your ass using a rope and his trapeze skills. How the fuck is that reckless? Also, how the hell did he get down there so I'm moving on. Dick just throws out names like Bad Boy and Nightwing. Not yet, mate, not yet. In fact, not ever. Bruce tells him how about college student? Charming, I must say, he saves your ass, you fucking useless dickwad. Later at night, Batman goes to Chase's penthouse to have yet another kiss and note. Nicole Kidman was supposed to be nude under that sheet as a joke on Val Kilmer. Because that's how it is. Anyway, she tells him she has him, but she wants Bruce. Batman turns with a grin on his face and just dives off the fucking roof to... Clippers' bat paw, I'm guessing. <clears throat> Cut to Riddler's hideout as he shows to face what Bruce has on his mind, i.e., bats. Back at the bat cave, Bruce quits for Dr. Chase. This pisses off Dick, or rather, he just whines about it as he needs Batman to take down two fish. Bruce isn't listening and is only considering about the chase. He plans on telling her everything that night. Oh yeah, guess what? It's Halloween. Who the fuck would have pointed that one out? I mean... Uh... Dick sneaks into the Batcave to retrieve his rubber outfit, and then takes off on his bike. Just as Bruce was going to spill all to chase, Two-Face and Riddler break down the front door. As the goons attack, uh, Chase holds her own. However, Bruce is shot in the head by Two-Face. Down in a Batcave, Riddler Goes blowing everything up using green bat bombs like penguins. Okay, calm down, commit infringement. You're not a fucking penguin. This is Kerry at his most annoying as he acts out super spastically, tossing around bombs willingly. Also, that skin tight green outfit with question marks. One, two, sorry, two auto words. A fucking cup! That's three words, technically. I mean, where a cup for fuck's sake? <clears throat> So, with the back cave blown up, Bruce down and out, Robin has flown the nest, Two-Face goes in for the kill, but Riddler stops him, kidnapping Dr. Chase. And shit, I've got the flashbacks to a young Bruce running through the dark and stoppy night, falling down a bat cave, and therefore becoming Batman. Uh, oh, the Riddler has left his final clue. Back to Riddler's hideout, as he shows Dr. Chase his ridiculous question mark smoking jacket, Using a terrible fucking Frank Gorshman impersonation. With the bat sign shining in the sky, Riddler adds his green laser question mark to it. The final clue is where five little items on an Elva Everyday sort, you'll find us all on a tennis court. Valves. Alfred brainstorms and come up with Enigma or Edward Enigma, aka the Riddler. Down to go to the back cave where handily there's one suit left. It's a bat sonar suit and holy bat bot Batman as he suits up yet again in the new dark purple blue suit. He asks Alfred, which should I take, the Batwing or the Batboat? And Q, Dick dressed as Robin in Tim Drake's suit, not his. 
A, why didn't Riddler blow these two fucking vehicles up? And B, how the fuck did Alfred know Dick's codpiece size? Moving on, now a partnership is born as Batman flies the wing and Robin takes the boat. All the bad local toys rise. What was it? Bloody time. So little Jimmy there could show off to his friends. He has every single Batman toy like a little fucking brat he is. And sweet mother of bejesus, the CGI Batwing and it's even worse than the toy one in fucking Batman 89. How the fuck is that possible? Back to Riddler's giant box hideout in the middle of Gotham bloody harbour. I mean, how in the fuck did he notice this big man? Fucking monstrosity of a blender stuck in the middle of the bloody Ga- Gotham Bay. I mean, uh, great fucking hideout there. <clears throat> a two-faced Anridor sit down to play Battleship, attacking Batman with the power of the mind, quite literally, as Riddler fires brainwaves at the Batwing. No, just nope. You cannot use people's IQ as a literal weapon. I mean, I've heard of having a laser focus, but this is fucking ridiculous. Two-Face then, quote, sinks his battleship, blowing up the Bat-Boat and using a Mainz. Robin ejects, but is quickly swarmed by goons, because of course you'd have underwater goons, why wouldn't they? More toys to sell. Luckily, Batman uses the Bat-Sub, which is under the Bat-Wing, gets even bigger than the fucking Bat-Wing, to rescue Robin, netting up the goons. And here it is, holy rusty metal, Batman! As Robin exclaims, the whole island is made of metal. Nobody notices this huge fucking metal island in the middle of, oh, whatever. The whole island suddenly rises 100 feet out of the water, so Batman runs inside the exit as Robin is captured by Two-Face. Now Batman has a choice, the chick or the sidekick. Riddler is now on full OTT, with a white, question mark, skin-tight, sparkly catsuit. Even a RuPaul Strikerman was said, ooh, too much honey, Mm-mm. a boot for that one. This quote pretty much speaks for itself. Was I over the top? I can never tell. Yeah, Jim, you're way over the top. Even Batman 66 is like, eh, calm down a little here. Subtlety left the movie two hours ago. This is only a two hours and six minute movie, and we're only fucking... An- Hour and something or whatever. Riddler has Dr. Chase and Robin tied up inside plastic tubes hovering above the sharp rocks under the island. Riddler gives Batman five seconds to choose. He can't, so Riddler presses the button. However, Batman stalls with a riddle of his own. He uses the bat suits, bat sonar, and kills light using a batarang. How the fuck does that one work? Riddler presses the button as both fall. Batman saves them from the same tube for some reason, even though they're 50 foot apart. I mean, the box explodes, pouring all the brainwaves into the Riddler's mind at once, making him even buggier nuts in some awful morphing CGI. With Robin and Chase saved, Riddler taking out, Batman goes after Two-Face. Batman tricks Two-Face into flipping his coin, and then toss a handful in into the air as Two-Face loses his footing and falls to the watery grave down below. And note, the scratches on this coin are HD for Harvey Dent. The Riddler is then carted off to Arkham Asylum, where he claims he's Batman, completely bug nuts fucking crazy. Chase is a new flavour of the month, Robin is the new partner, all was well as Batman and Robin run to the screen as credits roll. So that was Batman Forever and wow, if they still want to lighten up this franchise, they have one 
everything in this fucking thing lights up to a neon monstrosity nightmare. Kilmer is wooden as Bruce and Batman. Robin is annoying when it was a brat. Chase is a hefty away from a Maybelline advert, I swear to fucking god. Riddler is way, way over the top. Two-Face doesn't act like Two-Face, flipping his coin over and over again until he gets the bad side. Two-Face would not even fucking do that. This guy is a wannabe fucking joker. The bat gadgets are too fucking much from the highly unstable looking Batmobile to the one hit and you're dead Batwing. This neon nightmare is beginning of the end of the bat. 3 out of 10. Still, come back next week, same bat time, same bat podcast, as I look at Batman 66. Oh, sweet mother bejesus, that'll be fun. Then I wrap up Batman month with a mega podcast, all three Nolan movies in one podcast for my sins. God. <clears throat> July is Piranha, August is Hitchcock, September is Stephen King. And October is House on Haunted Hill Movies. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pond where you can vote for what movies I'll cover. Or you can email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's or Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other superhero franchise podcasts of Iron Man, Blade, Captain America and many more. Also my solo podcast of Supergirl, Catwoman, Bob Wire and many, many more. Hey, bye. And remember, I watch these movies so you don't have to. Now, riddle me this, riddle me that. How the fuck did the bat fall flat?